you're live with Paranormally Blonde. Thank you for joining us this evening to our new friends on Parapost Network. Hello and welcome to tonight's show. Um, you can catch us live every Wednesday uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if you can't watch us on Wednesday, you can listen to us on Fridays via Spotify. Um, so let's kind of get right into this because we have a cool guest, Shane Taylor from Dark Notes Podcast. Welcome, Shane. We've had hey so many cool conversations about so many things. He is beyond well-read and well-spoken with this stuff. Um, he got me totally into um, Ghost Lights. This is such a cool, it's a, it's a little book. It's not, it doesn't take a whole lot to, to kind of go through the stories. It's so freaking interesting. And we were like, Shane, you got to come on the show and talk to us. Like we need to, we need to chat about fairies and ghost lights. So we sure have been wanting to, yeah. I know we have been wanting to, and this is our, this is our guy. So thank you, Shane, for joining us tonight. Thank you guys for um you guys are still breaking up a little bit i'm not sure what the problem is on my end but i'm sure it's on my end well it could be my end too i've got crazy it's okay life. i mean we can still hear you so <laughs> yeah yeah we'll just we'll just kind of roll with it and it will work itself out um <laughs> shane you are one of the co-hosts from dark note podcast how long have you been doing that podcast um, for about a year, okay. Um, I met my co-host Lisa on Instagram, and we became instant friends. And um, we're both obsessed with all this stuff, and read all the books, and um, pretty much agree and disagree on everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just became uh, best friends right away, and. Uh, knew that we both wanted to do this. She had done a podcast before okay, and um, stopped doing that. So she asked me to do it with her. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd never even thought about doing something like that, but with her, it made sense. Yeah. And it's, it is a great way when you find that person, right? It's such a great way to explore all the different topics. And if you have somebody that kind of loves the same, even, even if you don't agree with everything, like if you can kind of find that person that just loves to dig. And I feel like Shane, when I've reached yeah. out to you, when we've talked, I always feel like, you know, some pretty impressive names of, of like, you follow a lot of kind of like, um, how do I say this? Because <laughs> we know I'm not always, you know, appropriate about this, but like, I feel like you really follow some very intelligent people and the books that you read and the authors that you follow and, and the researchers that you follow. I always feel like they're very impressive names. Um, so when you kind of got into the ghost light conversations with me, you always mentioned a few people that, and I don't know if it's particularly this person that wrote this book. I'm not sure if I can't remember if that's the name. I can't remember a lot of things. So, um, you know, what about the ghost lights kind of drew you in? Was it a personal experience? I kind of know this answer, but was it a personal experience or was it just something you liked? Yeah, it was something I'd never um, was really even aware of until um, it was Christmas Eve. 2014 and um i was moving to the mountains the very next day to move in with my girlfriend and at the time and uh um so i had to go to my boss's house to drop off a set of keys and um yeah it was just like any other night except for it was christmas eve it was like 8 30 at night and i'm driving down the road and this orange ball of light flies an inch windshield while I'm going down the road at like 50 miles per hour. <laughs> so immediately I pull over to the side of the road. I was like, I got to see what this is. I pull over, I open my door and get out of the car. And there's 12 of these orange balls of light about the size of cantaloupes. 
and they're just right there in front of me. Like some of them were like five feet away. Some of them were like 10 feet away and they were just all hovering there. And, um, so I stood there for like five minutes in total all watching these things. And, um, yeah, it blew my, it was a mind blowing experience. The, um, uh, um, so I'm just standing there watching these things. I'm looking up close at them and to figure out what they are. While I'm looking at them, you know, the, uh, the rational mind's going, trying to deduce, well, maybe they're Chinese lanterns. And right. then I'm looking at them like, no, it's not that. So I'm looking closer and I'm like right there at them, you know, and um, it almost, one of them looked like the guts of a light bulb. But mm -hmm. as soon as I would see that, it was, it was almost like it knew what I would, was thinking. It would blink out and there'd be nothing there. It was showing me, hey, this is light. This isn't anything, but there was no source for the light. And um, yeah, I just stood there and all watching these things. And um, before I had any um, idea about the association of these lights with the fairy room, I, I had no clue. I'd never read mm -hmm. anything about that. <clears throat> I looked at these things thinking it reminded me of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because each one of them had like their own personality. It's oh, like interesting. Some of them were like bouncing around like little kids, and some of them were like stoic wise. You know? <laughs> oh, and, yeah, it was it was um, really intense, and uh, um, to me, it was totally benevolent. It was friendly. I was almost honored mm. that I got to see this, you know, and it mm -hmm. was just so beautiful. And, and uh, um, yeah, and after about five minutes, we stood and looked at each other and uh, they kind of were just like, OK, and uh, they each took off in a line through the field and blinked off into nothing. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was the weirdest thing that, you know, it was, um, <clears throat> I, that night I definitely thought about it and, uh, I kind of put it out of my mind for a few years and, um, <laughs> one day after a few years, I was like, huh, that was pretty interesting experience. I'd like to know more about it. So I started to research more and uh dig a little deeper but yeah it's um um very interesting stuff <laughs> so okay so i have to ask so you see this ball of light very close to your windshield you stop you get out now you're interacting with these do you feel energy from them like do you feel like it is a, a energetic you know sometimes you can walk i mean i feel like you can walk up to a tree and you can feel energy, right? Like, did you feel the energy coming off of these lights? There was definitely a dreamlike quality to the whole experience. Okay. Um, <clears throat> almost, I was in a trance, but I but I was aware. Okay. And um, um. But there was just a little something different. As soon as I opened the door to the car, um, my state of consciousness changed. Oh. And it, but it's so hard to describe because it wasn't like I was sleepy or I was mm -hmm. uh, uh, high or anything like that. It was it was just um, a definite shift in consciousness. And um, another. Uh, crazy thing about it for um, uh, two or three days afterwards, I had conjunctivitis. My eyes were swollen, huh. almost swollen shut. Okay, I guess because I was that close to these things, you know. But um, that seemed that happens a lot with um, uh, people who see the lights and UFO encounters. That's huh. definitely it. Was there any sound? 
Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Oh, was there any sound when you were standing by the lights? What's that? I'm sorry. Was there any sound? Uh, no, none at all. Hmm. None at all. So everything, everything around me went silent. It was very bizarre. That's what I was going to ask. Was there like an yeah. absence of sound then? Yeah, mm. yeah, that was. Huh. Okay, so you said when you saw these lights, they kind of had their own personalities. So in your head, you're kind of putting that two and two together and you're feeling, you know, Snow White and the Seven Doors, maybe a little bit more fairy-like, but could they have been more of a UFO type scenario? Oh, I'm sorry, you guys are breaking up again. I don't know oh. what's wrong. So Let's see. You're good. You know, I'm going to just check my Wi-Fi real quick. Um, so I'll just paraphrase that. Do you feel it could have been more of a UFO scenario than a fairy scenario? Um, yeah, there was. It seemed like um, when I first started researching these things, that seemed to be a lot of what you would come across where people trying to explain these things as uh, extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. uh, even sometimes people seeing them with crafts, you know, and but I didn't get that at all. It, it never um, once did I think these are aliens or from outer space. It seemed like it just I don't know how to explain it. It just seemed like something that always been here, you know? Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it yeah, that, did, you know, and, um, um, you know, my, um, grandmother saw these things. Um, uh, yeah. she grew up in Tennessee and then, you know, like a hundred years ago and, um, they just matter of factly, think they're the spirits of the dead oh it's just a, you know that's in the south that's the um it's like oh yeah these spook lights that's what they are they're dead people you know mm -hmm. so oh. everybody has that every culture has a different interpretation the, um some of the um, south american countries considered uh witchcraft you know Hmm. That someone's doing witchcraft and creating that, or that they're witches' energy. Like, what do they? How do they associate that with witchcraft? That it's a sign that um, whoever sees them has a witch after them, oh. or um, yeah, something like that. Okay, huh. it's more of a curse, more of a. Um. Shane, when we talked about this book, when you had suggested this book to me, um, they kind of go over all the different theories of what some of these ghost lights and what you said, you know, some of it is attributed to fairies, some UFO, um, even Bigfoot can have that, right? Like if you see the lights, you might see the Bigfoot kind of along the lines with the UFO sightings with Bigfoot. Um, we also, and there, and almost every, you can look, there's a website. I should have, I should have had that website ready. There is a website that lists every town that has ghosts, like a ghost light. Um, you know, we have a few here in Michigan up in the UP, the, the balding lights. Oh, yeah, balding think, lights. yeah. Yeah. I've heard of those. Yeah. But that's got a ghost story to it, right? That, that's a, that's a situation where you know it's a train track and of course there was a train accident and that's the the conductor with his lantern right and that's kind of where people went with that so it is very interesting you know is it geographical how people kind of call them what or what they're what how they're made you know is it a ghost story in the midwest but maybe it's more ufo in the desert you know i i don't know what what the scenario is there but it is interesting that there's all these different attachments to it so you have to ask yourself like is it all the same thing or right like are is the is a bigfoot sighting and a fairy sighting and are, are they all just attached somehow I, you know i don't know where do you go with that shane 
I I feel the same. I think the same thing. It's fascinating to me, and I don't have an answer. It's um, uh, you know, it's funny that um, the one that um, like the ones you mentioned, and here in North Carolina, there's a few sites: the Brown Mountain Whites, um, mm-hmm. the Maylight, where I used to live in Wilmington, and these. Um, um, are seen year after year for a lot, for hundreds of years, you know, in these fixed locations. Um, right. And it, it made me wonder about the, okay. Another weird fact about the night that I saw mine, there were sightings of these same orange balls of light all over the U S the same night, same time. Oh, on both, on both coasts of North, Midwest, and um, some of them even said they saw 12 like I did. Some of them said three. Some of them said you know, mm-hmm. five or six. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when, when, I, um, when I read that, it made me think of the differences between these lights, the fixed location, and what I saw. And then it made me think, well, maybe... Um, there's something about these locations that we all saw them at that, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. who knows? <laughs> well, that kind of brings up the, this comment, Ben. <clears throat> it says there was a ghost light attached to a train track in North Carolina. When they took up the tracks, the light stopped. So, but were you by any train tracks or anything metal besides your car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the Mako light. Um, in Wilmington, North Carolina. And the legend is um, that um, the uh, train conductor or one of the railroad road workers um, was killed on the tracks and that uh, we slide it's him with looking for his head or something like that. That's how... What does this say? Let's see. Here's another one for you. Um, every, but every experience is different. Perhaps that has some influence on what people label it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And then, do you happen to remember what South American country it was? Oh, for the witchcraft. Yeah. For the witchcraft and the lights. Uh, it's, it's actually several, um, but um, the one that comes to mind is Brazil, I think. Okay. Where it's, Which kind of yeah, makes just sense. Automatically considered witchcraft. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so, and to go back to D Hoot's comment about every experience is different, and it, it is, and I do think that influences, but that's that's like everything in paranormal, right? Like we could hear certain stories and how somebody experiences it. One person might say that was a UFO or an alien interaction where another person would be totally, nope, that was a ghost or a demonic. I I feel like alien and demonic kind of fit hand in hand, right? Like I feel like sometimes somebody might call it an alien or a demon. I I don't think too much of a ghost and an alien. Correct me if I'm wrong, friends of the show here, if, if you don't agree with that. But I feel like a lot of times people might, you know, have that. So I agree, Dee. It, it definitely has that, you know, why, why some of these lights, you know, at the train track, well, is it just because that's an easy fit? There's a light here at the train track because a, a gentleman was killed on the track. And so this is him coming back. But what else had there been any scientific, uh, you that's know, what I was wondering, yeah, yeah, experiences or experiments done to see like what with these rail, because that's what's happening up in Paulding, Michigan. So what about the atmosphere and the tracks is making these amazing lights that people can, you can like, like clockwork. I mean, you are going to always see those lights, not like right. yours, Shane, yours was a totally right. Like spontaneous ex- experience, but like something like a train track. I mean, are these, these to me seem like very different ghost light experiences. They, I don't even think they're the same. Right. I don't either. And I think um, in these cases, especially the fixed location ones, um, they, uh, some 
time, they have figured out a loop coming from headlights or from atmospheric conditions, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, and if, have you ever seen ball lightning? It looks very unusual and it looks similar, but it doesn't behave the same way as what I saw. So that, so it wasn't ball lightning, you know, but, um, um, yeah, I think in some of these cases, it's, um, uh, definitely, um, weather anomalies mm -hmm. and, and uh, some are just totally unexplainable. Brown Mountain uh, is about 30 minutes from me, and um, they're pretty much, that's the most famous fixed uh, spook lights. Okay. And uh, the, uh, it, they've been documented for a long time, and um, the Native American population here is, um, even has a legend um, related to them. But, um, there has been dozens of studies and um, colleges um, studying those lights, and they they can't figure it out. They just can't. It's um, yeah. Hmm. So I have a feeling that one is um, pretty in line with what I saw. Okay, so then I have to ask you this question. So with some of these fixed locations, and you're talking about mountains, and let's let's bring in our Steve Stockton episode. Is there yeah. ever any like disappearances that go along with these lights or anything like that? Like where somebody maybe loses time or gets lost and then is found? Is there any correlation there between some of these lights and some of those missing or right people? Oh yeah, there's um, there's plenty of these cases um, where, um, like I said, craft have been seen. Mm -hmm. uh, people claim to have been abducted. People have seen Bigfoots um, holding the lights or oh. Oh. lights, and you know, possessed. And, um, yeah, a lot of the times in these high strangeness encounters where multiple things are going on, the lights are the intro to it. The okay. first thing they see are these. And um, that, to me, is fascinating. That um, that's of it, where it, it just it kicks off this high strangeness. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and then you think. If you know, if you choose to believe the person, what's the purpose? Right. You know. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I don't know. I just keep uh, keep reading more and more accounts, hoping the answer hits me one day. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So if you have okay, so with your personal experience, since you've actually experienced it, which I think is a really cool. I think it's really cool. You seem fine. Like you had conjunctivitis, but we, nothing horrible happened to you. So we're, we're good with this experience. So you said you had a difference of consciousness, but could it have been a loss of time at all? Do you feel like you lost any time? Was there, were you maybe out there interacting with these longer than you realized? That's what I was wondering too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I really racked my brain um, trying to remember that. And I don't think I did. Somebody else asked me that recently. Uh, it seems like um, that I didn't miss anything or um, that, you know, the um, errand I was running, uh, I don't think it took longer than usual. So, um, no, but um, who knows, you know? Um, <laughs> right. But think so <laughs> okay well i want to know since you said you said you're like a half an hour out have you gone back to see if you can see these lights again no have i gone back to the location i saw them at or, or any location with lights just for like research for even for yourself um yeah, i've been to brown mountain a few times but um i'm ashamed to say i haven't been lately but when it warms up i start yeah. doing weekly trips <laughs> oh, okay. but and did, but, you, did know, you ever see the lights I, again 
I'm sorry. Have you ever seen the lights again or just the one time? Yeah, I'd love to see them again. <laughs> yeah, so only the ones. Um, huh. That is, I mean, it's a very, the ghost light stories, I think, are just beyond interesting because I don't, I, I think I've only had one. I don't know if these ghost lights, when you read this book, you know, a lot of this stuff is outside. This is mostly, right, you're, you're talking about, I've seen once in my life, I have no idea what it was. I was I was thinking about this, like, have I ever seen ghost lights? I, I mean, I guess if I saw a light, I might have just, as you said, Shane, like, you could start to rationalize, like, oh, that was just a headlight or that was, you know, whatever, something I could explain. Um, but I do remember one night I was, living in an apartment by myself for the first time in my life. And I was in the bedroom, no TV. And I was sitting in the dark and I looked up at the ceiling and I saw weird, like weird little lights and they were swirling around. I, I don't think I'm making this up. I don't think I was yeah. sleeping. You know, I try to, yeah. I always do that. Like, you know, right. Like, am I, am I, am I losing my mind here? But it was a very interesting, um, you get mesmerized, right? And I would assume if I saw something at my windshield, I would stop as well and get out and be mesmerized by what these lights are. And, you know, as right. we talk about all the different aspects of what it could be, um, you know, fairy kind of comes up, I think, the most personally, I feel like when you read a lot of this stuff, it's the elemental and fairy stuff, because we're talking a lot of outside mountainous areas. I mean, when you're talking about locations that are not constantly bombarded with everyday people doing everyday activities, right? I feel like that's a perfect breeding ground for an elemental or a fae type situation. Would you agree with that, Shane? Yes, absolutely. And the, um, It's hard to talk about these things because, um, you know, as human beings to communicate, we have to label things. Right. And, um, but, um, but when talking about this stuff, it still fails us. But um, the best label for what I experienced and mm -hmm. for um, a lot of these cases seems to me to be the fate because it's, um, um, you know, uh, and plus we have a degree of, of the Fae, mm -hmm. you know, we have people having these, uh, same types of experiences with the same manifestations going back hundreds of years and throughout our culture, you know, movies and literature. Um, um, yet the Fae seems to be a much better label for what I saw than aliens, Okay. Opinion. And what do you think the Fae, what do you think their purpose is when they do interact with us, especially because you said you were aware of them? My guess would be because you were interacting with them, they were aware of you. So do you think it's, and, and you, you said you didn't feel like they were evil or doing anything bad, but what do you think the point of Fae interacting with us what would that be like? Could, were you going through something at that point that they felt they needed to intervene? Was it bad weather? I don't know. I think about that all the time. You know, um, I'm not sure. Um, and one thing that's interesting, though, is um, in a lot of these accounts, the people the witnesses are going through a tough time or um, um, changes, you know, and that definitely applied to me. I was, you know, I was moving to a new town the next day. I just went through a really bad divorce, um, was kind of coming out on the bright side of that and was even thinking of all this when it happened. Oh, and, uh, and I've talked to so many other people who said the exact same thing. You know, they, they witnessed these things when something heavy in their life was going on. Um, yeah, definitely a liminal point. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And, but I wonder those, um, um, 
all those other witnesses at the same night, same time I saw mine. I wondered that about them. Were they all going through mm -hmm. um, in their lives too? Or were some of them just lucky witnesses or, uh, yeah. And you said, wait, this was Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, hmm. Christmas Eve 2014. Maybe that's some sort of fae celebration, not making fun of fairies. I'm just saying maybe they have like their <laughs> own holiday schedule or maybe whatever is going on, right? I mean, it is, we're talking about change of season. I mean, right? Wintertime to, to yeah, yeah. the winter solstice winter. is at the 21st. So perhaps yeah. there's something that brought them out at that point. And I think that we can all agree that sometimes the holiday can be, um, I mean, we call it a merry and, and cheery season, but there are lots of people who suffer, you know, a, a little bit more on the, the negative side during the holidays. So perhaps, you know, it's a culmination of all that that kind of brings that fey world alive, perhaps. I don't, huh. right. I don't know. Just a theory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, right there with it. <laughs> Um, so let's kind of touch then on some fairies. I actually, um, when my kids were little, we used to do fairy, um, fairy doors in the house. We still have actually have it up. I should post a picture of it. I'm super proud of this fairy door, but I got them these books when they were younger. Um, these are frightening. I didn't know at the time. I just was like, oh, look, cute books on fairies. And my kids started to read them and fairies don't, they're not all cute ribbons and rainbows. I mean, there's some serious, exactly. serious business in the, in the Fae world. So let's talk a little bit about Fae and, and what, what it is we're interacting with, with elementals and Fae's. Do you, I know this is something that you actually, I, I you know, it's something you guys talk about. I feel like you guys are about to maybe touch on this on dark notes. I feel like you guys are like prepping for, I've been seeing a lot of Fae and fairy stuff on your, on your posts. Um, yeah, so let's, I'm, let's talk I'm about them. Go ahead. No, you please. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, it's a recent rabbit hole that I've gone down, but I've really, really gotten into it. Um, um, yeah, it's fascinating to me that, um, the, um, vision most people have when they hear the word fairy is like Tinkerbell, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely one of the pieces to it, but um, it's so much more than that. You know, these, like you said, um, it's pretty much a group of supernatural beings. The thing that they act, they look similar to humans, but the thing that separates them is they have magical powers. <laughs> And, okay. uh, uh, the, um, yeah, it can be malevolent or benevolent, um, and, uh, literature always talks about, um, they do not to be crossed. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's so interesting in Ireland where fairy culture is rich, mm -hmm. um, they, there are certain spots uh, called fairy mounds and fairy forts, uh, um, places in nature where um, it's just known that those are fairy habitats and they will even uh, divert construction to go around these things because the legend um, is that if you, uh, if you screw up a fairy fort, you're going to have hell to pay. Oh. And so they uh, they actually protect some of those sites out there. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. There was uh, um, um, here in North Carolina. There's a community college up mountains, and when they were building it in the 1940s, they found all these tiny little tunnels that were like three feet wide. Oh. And um, this intricate set of tunnels, tunnels through the, uh, where building, and um, there were even a, there was even a skull found, and it looked like oh. a baby skull, but it had wisdom teeth that come in, so it was um, 
and, oh. yeah, tons of stuff um, like that. Um, and um, the Cherokees were big up there. And um, if you if you ask the Cherokees, they would say, "Yeah, absolutely." And uh, they say that there, there were two rights here that. Um, there were um, a benevolent race of the little people that um, looked like Native Americans, but they were just okay. smaller. And there was a malevolent crew that um, had pale white skin and red hair oh. and black eyes. And oh. um, it, yeah, the, the Cherokees say that they killed them off. They uh, did not like them and uh that finally got rid of them all and um hmm. or so they uh, thought <laughs> what, yeah yeah <laughs> but um um this one book i was reading they were um asking the old timers uh, if the little people were still here in north carolina and they said no they've died off but hmm. i would think you cannot kill off Faye. I feel like, yeah. you know, what what would a lifespan of a fairy be? Have you have you researched that? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. The lifespan of a fairy, like, what do you think? How how old do fairies grow to be? That's a good question. I'm sure I haven't really covered that. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk about it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I have either. You know, yeah. they're kind just, of just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll have to take a note of that one. And... I know. I'm going to actually do a quick browse here and see if there's any. I, don't I know. Any... I was just about to look it up, too. Yeah, I have a I question, don't... though, um, just kind of off you, your name. Um, in your name, you have uh, Bigfoot. So is there a Bigfoot story that we don't know about? <laughs> No, I've never seen one. I just, um, when um, me and Lisa started the podcast, the most exciting, fun accounts to me are the ones where UFOs are seen with Bigfoot. So, hence the Okay. <laughs> but I've never had, um, I've never seen a Bigfoot or um, any monster type being like that. Now, I did see a lady in white when I was a kid. Uh, okay. I was eight years old and um, my family, we moved to a new house and it's right after we had just moved there. It was a Sunday night and I was, um, my parents were outside talking to the neighbors and I was sitting down watching TV and I just had this creepy feeling and I looked to the right of me and there was this a uh, lady in a white gown with no face floating down the hall, hmm. not walking, floating. And I flipped and I mm -hmm. uh, was just terrified and I uh, put my head down real quick and ran through her to go outside oh. where my parents were. And uh, I never told them. And it was another one of those things I forgot about for years. But um yeah, as far as like um, a human-like or uh, entity like that, that's the only thing I've ever seen. Interesting. Huh. I've had a dream about that same uh, apparition. Ooh. And I got smacked in the face one morning. I like woke up in my bed and she smacked me in the face and then I woke up again. <laughs> oh, there so. you go. She's not nice. Lady mm -hmm. in white, not nice at all. Um, okay, so Melissa, I noticed, said that she wasn't sure that little people are fae. So I don't know, are the Native Americans, when they're speaking of the little people or the world of the little people, are they referring to fae or is it a whole different set of people that they're referring to? You know, I wonder um, if, um, if in their mind it's just those Oh, uh, um, not sure, but um, um, yeah, because the the stories of the, the um, I've read about the Cherokee here in North Carolina and the little people, they don't seem as um, far out there 
There's a lot of the other accounts I read where these things disappear in front of you. In a, there's um, other high strangeness going on. Most of those cases kind of, uh, to me, sound a lot like the flesh and blood Bigfoot types, you know. Okay. Like, oh, just um, lost in the woods, you know. <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that, good question. Good question. Yeah. So then do these little people, and Melissa, maybe you can answer this question as well. Yeah. Do the little people of these tribes or villages, are they equally as magical? I mean, obviously the Native Americans held them in a different, it sounds like a different light, right? Like I feel like the way you're describing it, they they would have been held in a different light. So are they magical or in, in some sense of the word? Um, yeah, they definitely, um, uh, the Cherokee definitely had respect for them mm -hmm. and uh, for, well, one group and mm -hmm. they didn't like the other ones. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And what if the little people were yeah. somehow a hybrid of Faye and, and the, you know, a human being that. I mean, why, why couldn't they have been? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I don't, I'm not saying. They I think were, I've heard or... about this in mines too, where they, they run mm -hmm. into little mini miniature people in mines and they say that maybe they're phase or something like they're, you know, really tiny. Okay. Oh, and Brett, Brett Karsten's, um, hi, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great comment. Um, so he's Native American little people. I've heard about these little people, non-Fay in Arizona, Southwestern Runes too. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just curious if it is, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it is, it is a rabbit hole, Shane. I, I for sure, it's not just, I mean, I only know surface for fairy. It's something that, that Dee Dee and I have talked about and we, we want to get to know more of it. And I really need to probably sit down and dig into these scary books that I left for my children and, you know, and, and do some other digging because, you know, the, I think again, when you, when you talk about even the ghost lights, like when you start talking about fae, fairy, ghost lights, all this stuff, I mean, everybody's experience in the paranormal, it, there's so many commonalities and, you know, similar, similar experiences that you just want to know how is, this has all got to be connected. They're all connected somehow, right? And fae and elementals, that's just of the planet, right? That's just of our world. I, I think that's Absolutely. easy to believe, right? Like, I, I have no, like, I don't know why, but it's just like, I don't want to mess with the fairies. I, I don't know that I've ever seen one, but you know, I was going to leave cake in my yard, but I, I was told if you don't continue to leave cake in your yard, they get very upset. So I thought not going to start, don't right? Start it. <laughs> don't even start. Um, but right. It's, it's part of nature. And so when you see these lights um, in Western New York, where I spend a lot of my time with my sister and we explore, you know, that's a common story in Western New York in the woods that the little ghost lights and, and they attribute those mostly to fairies. And I know fairies are connected to Bigfoot. I mean, it's, it's almost like, right. You need that red string to sit there and connect them all. And you, you yeah. have, you have to wonder, like, I don't know, like, does it start with elementals and fairies? To me, they would be the longest living, living, right. Like entities on Absolutely. this planet. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, after diving into this for a while, you kind of, um, I started looking at Bigfoot as just a big fairy, you know. <laughs> Don't tell um, him that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it truly it does all connect, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. What if fairies? A lot, you know. You have the um, there's definitely um, UFO people. Mm -hmm. who they they can't see any of this without seeing oh it's extraterrestrials from space that's right. what it is uh, and then there's bigfoot people are the same way like this is a uh, this is an ape in the woods that's all it is no they don't want to hear anything about the supernatural aspects but right. honestly um it seems like 
a lot more and more people are on the woo side seeing mm -hmm. that um that all of this somehow is you know in my opinion I, i'm not saying i'm right but um it does all seem connected and yeah. uh, it seems to be beyond a materialist explanation i think it's a um there's a spiritual connection mm -hmm. and uh there's a connection to human consciousness mm -hmm. somehow these things are um they're tied in with us you know yeah. for whatever reason I don't know. and uh but um it definitely seems like it's um it's uh, we're the fuel you know mm -hmm. human beings <laughs> yeah well and you'd almost have to think with with elementals and fey you know again we're talking nature natural of the earth what if why people connect ufo and bigfoot and all these other and really even some ghost sightings with them what if it's the fey that opens up the portals what if it's because of the fey or elementals that these portals are produced and things can come through like you're saying, you know, they're kind of our connection, you know, they come from earth and, and now you take in all the, you know, uh, anybody that practices witchcraft, I mean, any of that stuff, right? It's all nature. It's all nature is, is out there doing this. And what if Faye is the one that is opening these portals for, and, and who knows why? I mean, I, I, I can't even, I'd have to really sit down and think about why I'm saying this, but you know, what if they're <laughs> opening the portal for Bigfoot to come through? Why would they? I don't know, but what if that is who's doing it? Should we be concerned? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Well, so then, when people have bad experiences, what does that mean? That is it. Are you saying that in like with Faye, it's more Faye than spirits? Like it's not spirits coming through? Is that what you're getting at? No, I, I think it's spirits e, coming that's through. The, uh, go ahead, Shane. Sorry. sorry. No, you go, please. That D, that's one of the most fascinating questions I have about this because I, uh, there's somebody I admire and respect and he had, he has had a lot of weird encounters, but um, he had um, an experience that was malevolent. He said, these things, these lights were definitely evil. Okay. And it makes me think of like, I consider this person um, a good person, you know? So why would he have that interaction? And what is that, Yeah, you know? Uh, and then some, somebody like me have this uh, friendly, fae-like experience for no reason at all, you know? And what does that mean? It's, it's yeah. I think about it all the time. The malevolent encounters at this point are almost more interesting to me because I just want to know. I I just feel like I want to know what what's what that's about, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. And I agree, Rob. Good people do make easy targets sometimes. And yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and and maybe it's not for us to understand. Like, see, we're trying to rationalize why an experience happens, but. Maybe in the Fae world, it makes sense as to Beyond why. Beyond our comprehension, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe and we're... Go ahead, sorry. Terrence McKenna um, had a great quote about... Um, he said, you know, it's, it's, it's our... Um, we want to label and understand everything. He said, but what mm -hmm. if we can't? What if we don't have right. the ability to understand all right. this? You know? And um, right. like, um, um, what if the universe is stranger than we can suppose? You know? <laughs> and I think- I think, I think it think is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that we can't wrap our, our tiny little minds around it. <laughs> mm. Right, and, well, yeah. But, well, we're, we're not that you know, open. definitely, right. Yeah, we're we're just not that open. And, and I think in the end, you know, and, and maybe what we think is negative and what the faith thinks is negative are two different things. I mean, we're coming at it. We, we prove this time and time again, yeah. right? 
we do this all the time with paranormal experiences. We'll, we, it's our perception. It's how we perceived it. It's how we experienced it. And the reality is that's all based on our biases, our experiences, our teachings, our conditioned beliefs. So it's hard to understand. You, it is hard to drop all that. Even if you can drop a majority of it, you still, I think, subconsciously go back to those things that we've been raised with, right? So, yeah. Right. The Dehoot has a question I'm trying to understand. <laughs> it says, could someone else experience the mal, mal I can't say that word. Malevolent. <laughs> Malevolent spirits and not have them be as such. So I think is she that asking? Would be on my <laughs> yeah, I think she's asking about the 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 gentleman you're talking about, Shane. I believe that's what she's saying. Um, that friend. had the bad experience with the lights. But could someone else experience that and and not have it be the same? Oh, so you're saying like maybe D Hoot's saying like so maybe this gentleman had this bad experience, but if somebody else experienced it, would they not have the same experience? Am I saying that correct, D Hoot? I'm not sure if that's kind yeah. of what you're saying. Yeah, I, I see what I think I see what he's saying. And um, um, yeah, I think that's totally possible. I think there's people, um, um, there's some people in this world who can experience um, energy like that and, um, um, and are much better, much more adept to um, see it in its proper place instead mm -hmm. of being yeah. affected. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> okay. She gave us a thumbs up on yeah. that. So I think you did answer that correctly there, Shane. Um, well, it's beyond interesting to me. I think there's, I mean, we're just, we're just like taking a little peek inside that world and there's so much more yeah. to dig into. Um, and so you said you guys are going, did I, I totally probably glossed right over your answer and I apologize for that, Shane. Are you guys doing an episode on fairies? Yes. Yes, we've changed our format somewhat <laughs> just to keep it more exciting to us. Um, we're most of our episodes now are going to be not topic based, but just mixed okay. bags okay. of what we're into. And I'm totally into the Fae right now, so there's going to be a lot of those accounts. <laughs> oh, good! Uh, and we can. Oh. Where do we catch that episode? Where do we find that? Um, we're on Spotify. And um, for a while, we had stopped putting stuff on YouTube, but we're going back and putting everything back on YouTube. Um, okay. There's, yeah, awesome. there's my channel, you have Bigfoot, and the Dark Notes YouTube channel. Right. Please, everybody, go. If you're on Instagram, follow both of those pages. And also check out the YouTube and the Spotify to follow Dark Notes and listen to their There's You guys are so cute together. I, I really love yeah. y'all's conversations together. You can tell you guys are friends and you jive yeah. and it clicks. And, and it's, it's a, you know, that's just Didi and I like that whole hangout feel. So I, yeah. I love that you guys are having this conversation. It's not a lecture. It's not, right. right? It is just a conversation. And I love, and I love that you're changing it into a mixed bag. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a great way of. Well, thank um, you so much. It, I yeah, love it's. I couldn't do it with anybody else but Lisa. It's, uh, it's just it flows naturally, and uh, even if if we weren't recording it, these conversations would still be taking place. You know? Yeah, isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah, go Lisa. We love our Lisa. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. So before we kind of wrap up tonight's show, I. Didi shared something with me <laughs> right before we were going on, and she's freaking me out. So um, everybody knows Didi has her collection of dolls, as you can see, some of them peeking out behind her. And um, yeah, so I get this message. Uh, Adeline's gone. She's missing. She's just gone. So what the hell? <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Yeah, so I came in here and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set up all my dolls. And I'm like, you know, I'm always remodeling my office. Like, <laughs> yes, through, you are. Uh, every month it's different. I move everything around. So now I'm thinking, it would be nice to have like shelves <laughs> for my dolls. So I'm like, I have all the dolls up on top of my cabinet and they're up against the wall, like kind of just in a bunch together. And I've kind of ignored them for the last couple of weeks. 
And so I'm pulling them all down and setting them up for the show today. And I get them all out and I'm like, where's Adeline? Like Adeline was like my first biggest, most like, you know, haunted dolls and she's gone. Where is she? And her sister's eyes are like all crooked and shut funny. And I'm like, what's happening with her twin sister? You know, and so then I text her, I'm like, the doll's gone. I go through all my stuff over here. I'm looking everywhere. The doll's gone. Then I start like getting stressed. I'm like, not because I'm like scared of the doll, but I'm like, where's my doll? (laughs) And so I ended up finding her inside. I have like stuff I sell online and she was inside that cabinet on top of everything with the door shut. So I can't blame the cats because they're not moving dolls, opening doors. (laughs) They're not doing that. So either I'm crazy, which could be, or the doll, something's moving that doll. So yeah. And I'm just going to interject a couple things here. She's sending me these texts saying Adeline's missing. And I said, <laughs> perhaps Anna Mae has done something. And, and I said, does she look any different? And she sends the creepiest picture of Anna Mae <laughs> looking rather mm, more than happy. I would say <laughs> she had a little lighter, happy feel. Um, and then Didi's like, gosh, you know, did I move her? And I can't remember that it was like, I started thinking like, okay, but let's just, even if, okay, so a ghost moves it, creepy, right? But what if Dee Dee's moving this shit in her sleep and she doesn't realize it and doesn't have memory of it, which is even creepier to me to think, yeah. what, me, yeah. who's telling you to do this? Like what in the middle of the night is telling you to get up and move a doll? Creeping around my house with dolls. Who knows? I need to set up some cameras. Yeah, get a camera going. You've got, you're missing, you're missing gold, I think, in your house right now is what I'm thinking. That is... <laughs> rather weird and and that she's uh, yeah right burn the house down dd there you go thanks rob that's great that's now watch (laughs) god now something's gonna happen to her house and there's gonna be this piece of evidence (laughs) on uh on the show but yeah i mean that's just bizarre and why was she in with stuff that you're that you're selling like that's really that's really weird did anime say or is Adeline like I'm out of here or is anime like throw her to the stuff getting you're getting rid of what's going on? Over I there? know because that's the stuff I'm selling. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, and the oh, funny wow. thing is, is that uh, I had thought recently because I've been this big clean out thing where I just want to sell everything, get rid of everything, not have any material things. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get rid of my dolls. And <gasps> so then, you know, so I was like, maybe they're like, Hey, she's going to hide. Or maybe she's like, yeah, sell me. I don't know. <laughs> How dare you? You can't get rid of your dolls. I know. It was just like a momentary lapse of judgment. DD. Or you're going to have to sell them all together where it's like DD's haunted Well, I thought dolls. about that too. Like they're going to have to just buy the whole lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's creepy. And I just wanted everybody else to feel how creeped out I was. I mean, to get that message right before the show, like Adeline's gone. It's like, oh my God, what the hell's going on right now? It's really freaky. That's. Yeah. Do you, Shane, do you like haunted dolls? Do you do haunted dolls? Um, no, I, I don't um, have any, but I wouldn't be opposed to keeping one if somebody gave me one. <laughs> really? There you go. Maybe Adeline can go live with Shane for a while. We should pass Adeline around. Who want, everybody who wants to try with Adeline, raise their hands and we'll ship her off. And for like, we could do like two week, inc- you know, and everybody has to do like a little research. Maybe this could be our big research, right? Like, yeah. And then like, yeah. and then we'll end with Brett because he's our haunted medium. And then he could do like at the end of these dolls making like it's rounds, right? Then Brett can come in and do a reading on it and, and we can find out like what the hell's going on with these things. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm throwing Brett in there. There you go, Brett. You got a new job. You're going to be checking out the haunted dolls at the end of their little trips. <laughs> um, okay guys. Well, you know what? Look at Sarah keep into almost an hour. Are you proud yeah. of me? Is everybody proud of me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm you trying, can do it. trying, I can do it. I can do an hour. Shane, thank you so much for your time. Like we have so much more to talk to. Um, and seriously, you guys follow him on Instagram. He's so much fun. He, well, he's super into music. So if you love yeah. and, and like cool music, I'm not that cool. He's into really cool music, follow his page, love his posts, but he will talk about this stuff and it is awesome to talk about. Like he, he'll give you great book recommendations. Um, it's awesome. So please go follow uh, UFO Bigfoot on Instagram and Dark Notes podcast. And of course, please give us 
some love here on Paranormally Blonde. We love to share love with everybody. And hey, thanks and congratulations to Stephanie as being our giveaway winner. And her gifts are on oh, the way. So yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll see. Maybe she'll model her new t-shirt for us. I don't know. Yeah. So guys, thanks so much for being here. And we will see you guys Thank next you guys week. So much. Thanks, Shane. All right, guys. Check you out. Bye. Bye.